So I am an introvert, therefore I hate small talk. I hate it. I hate it so much. I so much. I will arrange my life around not having to make small talk with people. Last year, in fact, I made this. I made a major life decision. That would it would eliminate one area of social discomfort completely. I had for years been trying to make the experience of getting a haircut less uncomfortable. Because I just hate that feeling of like sitting in a chair. Somebody's touching you, and you're you're staring at them in the mirror. You can you can see them, they can see you, and having nothing to say except maybe asking about the weather or like what my plans for the weekend were or whatever. So a year ago, I just said, you know what, I'm I'm just gonna buzz my hair. It's easy to maintain. I can wake up and not have to think about how my hair is gonna look that day. I can throw a hat on. I can take it off whenever I want and not have to worry about having hat hair. This is the clincher. I can cut it easily at home by myself and not have to feel the social anxiety of sitting awkwardly in a chair while someone's touching me and feeling like, you know, should I ask if she has kids? No, uh, maybe she had a miscarriage and that's a sore subject. Should I say something about the weather? No, that's cliche. What holidays are coming up? Uh, maybe a she, maybe she has plans she can tell me about. Um, yeah. It's stressful for me. I'm just sitting the whole time trying to think of something to talk about because I can't stand the silence. But my wife, on the other hand, is the complete opposite. Whereas I hate going to, you know, my kids' friends' birthday parties because I really don't know many people there. My wife will walk in like, who wants to be my friend? And and before we leave, she's she's made dinner plans with some new mom friend that they've They've told her their deepest insecurities. I I love her for it, though. She balances me out and makes our life fun with lots of people in it that we care about. I would have a lot less friends if it weren't for Laura. Uh, Small talk, in most cases, is not enticing. It's not gripping. It doesn't give you anything worth sticking around for. It doesn't reveal things about the other person that will lead to a deeper emotional connection because it's just surface level stuff. It's, it's what do you do for a living? Well, I do this for a living. Great. Cool. It's not like, you know, you know, I'm really unhappy in my current career and I'm not sure where I'm going to go next. Small talk is how many kids do you have? I, I have two kids. They're seven and four. Okay, great. Mine are six and two. Cool. It's not, you know, I was a little more harsh with my kids today than I wish I would have been. You know, that's the deeper stuff, which which brings us to the point of this episode, vulnerability. Now, I am an Enneagram 4. If you're familiar with Enneagram, it's a system of sort of categorizing people into numbers 1 through 9 according to personality traits and the way their minds work and stuff like that, uh, the way that you relate to other people and socialize and things like that. Uh, Enneagram 4s are the artsy ones. Uh, they have to, they have to be unique and stand apart. That's very true for me. Uh, as a four, I hate cliches. So it is with much, much hesitation that I'm about to quote Brene Brown. Brene is like the Jesus of the internet, uh, bestowing all kinds of emotional wisdom on people ending up in, she ends up in those pictures that people post to LinkedIn with like a quote and like a sunset in the background. But here we go. Brene Brown says that connection is why we're here. It's what gives meaning and purpose to our lives. Connection can't happen without being seen, really seen. I love that. That comes from her Ted talk called the power of vulnerability, which is I think the one that like made her real popular. 
Um, okay, great. So what does that mean? We're, we're talking higher education. We're not talking about therapy session here. What does that have to do with anything higher ed marketing? Well, I believe that connection is essential to human life. It's what we all seek on a deep level. And I would add to Brene's quote there for our purposes to say connection is also what gives meaning and purpose to our brands. And that connection can't happen without being truly seen. Small talk requires little to no vulnerability. Therefore, it, it doesn't create a deep connection. A deeper connection with another individual requires vulnerability. And what is marketing and content creation if not trying to get the message of your school to resonate with prospective students? You want students to connect with the values of your school, with the potential success they can have as a result of your school. I mean, this is the problem with marketing. It's like, how do we take this institution and create a bridge, an emotional bridge between the prospective student and the school um, that allows them to choose your school over every other school. I mean, that's that's the crux of what we're what we're trying to do. And there's a big movement in recent years towards humanizing your brand, making your brand, your school resonate with people on an emotional level by communicating shared human experiences that they can relate to. When you're just out there making videos like here's our school, here's why we're great apply now. Uh, you're not humanizing your brand. That's salesy. Um, that's not a bad approach per se, but if you're one of these higher ed marketers, that's like, we need to do a better job of telling our story. I hear that a lot. That's, that's, you know, a lot of, a lot of higher ed marketers are like, you know, they're, they're probably sitting in a meeting going, you know what, we need to do a better job of telling our story. And I'm here to tell you, uh, creating content that's just, salesy, here's our school, here's why we're great, apply now, um, is not the way to do that. Or at least not the, um, at least not the most cost effective way to do that. Number one, because that gives the viewer little to no substance to grab onto that they can relate to on a human emotional level. And number two, that's not a story. Uh, come to our school because we're great at this, this, and this is not a story. It, I, I'll say it again. Communications or marketing content that follow a come to our school, we're great because we're great at this, this, and this is not a story. That's information. And information is good. You need information. You need stuff like that because uh, people need to be inspired, but then they need to be informed. But information is far less likely to bridge that emotional gap between prospective students and your school than actual stories can. An actual story is about people. It's about a journey through conflict or some obstacles to overcome. An actual story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. It transports the listener to an, or the reader to another place in their minds where they're envisioning this story playing out. And stories, good stories, often require a level of vulnerability from either the teller or the subject of the story. They involve showing people as they really are and not as they wish to be seen. Uh, they involve showing the less glamorous side of a person. Good, good stories show us that we are not alone in being imperfect. Um, in her in her talk, Brene says that you know she's a researcher, so she was doing all this research on human connection, and she saw this pattern that. When you ask people about love, they tell you about heartbreak. When you ask people about belonging, they tell you about a time when they didn't belong. Um, 
And hearing about not belonging, the vulnerability part of the story, makes the experience of finally finding a place where you belong that much richer. Vulnerability tees up the ball to be catapulted toward the value that you're trying to communicate about your school. And that doesn't mean that you have to be sappy and like poor me. You know, for instance, if you're writing an article about a particular student's testimonial, uh, the vulnerability in their story could be like, they felt lost. They didn't know what to do with their life. And your school helped them, you know, chart a path forward that they're excited about now. It, it could be, I used to think business was all just people sitting in cubicles and typing on computers. Uh, but since coming to such and such business school, I realized that every industry needs business minded people. It's opened my eyes to a whole new world of possibilities with a business degree. Those are examples of someone telling you maybe a way that they were wrong in the past or lost in the past or misguided or whatever it is. But now they're there's something different. Stories are about positive transformation. It's a, it's a good kind of different. And, and your school helps them get there. Even, even saying your school helped them get there is vulner is vulnerability. It's, it's the courage to say that I couldn't do it on my own. I needed help. I needed guidance. I needed people in my corner. So let's take a look at uh, an example from Hollywood here. Uh, Karate Kid, my favorite movie as a kid, next to uh, all the Pauly Shore movies. I, I hope you've seen this. If you haven't seen this, you should stop what you're doing and go watch it. Um, it is just, it is a cultural staple um, in, in, in any 90s kid's life. Um, Daniel LaRusso moves to a new city, goes to a new school, and the whole movie is about him being vulnerable. He gets bullied and beat up, so he's vulnerable there. He's try he tries to learn karate and he sucks at it at first and so he's vulnerable there. And as as you watch him struggling to grasp what Mr. Miyagi is teaching him, he's like doing the you know, the car thing, the wax on, wax off, like, what the heck am I doing here? He has a crush on a girl. He's trying to look cool in front of her, but these bullies aren't going to let him look cool. Um, but I tell you what, when you get to that scene at the end of the movie, Daniel has now learned karate. Uh, he's come into his own. He's fighting in this tournament with the main bully, Johnny. He gets kicked around. You think he's going to lose the fight, AKA vulnerability. And then here comes the iconic scene where he does that sweet crane kick, smashes Johnny in the face and wins the fight good triumphs over evil. He gets the girl. It makes the big, you know, this big emotional moment. So if Daniel never experienced vulnerability there, there would have been no movie. If he just walks into high school and everyone's swooning over him and he gets the girl with zero effort, there would be no reason for karate to even enter the story. Vulnerability tees up the eventual triumph to hit so much harder. If karate were to enter that story without vulnerability, it'd be like he goes to a new school uh, wants to be even more of a cool guy. And so he learns karate and never loses a fight, enters a tournament, wins, gets a trophy at the end, lives happily ever after with the girl, his crush. Um, who's going to watch that movie? It, but let's be honest. So a lot of higher ed marketing looks like that. It's we're great. Everything's great. Nothing's wrong here. Everything's great. Uh, everyone's loving it. Here's all the reasons we're great. The end. And marketers will pat themselves on the back and say, we've told our story. Now, that's not to say that you have to say like negative things like, oh, we really struggle with uh, our school is actually not that great at 
this, you know, that's not, it's not to say that, but, uh, you don't have to, that's, that's not what I'm, tr- not what I'm trying to say. I mean, obviously you want to paint your school in a, in a positive light. Um, but it's really just about telling that story of transformation and specific transformation. Don't just tell me that, don't just tell me that you have like top, top notch world-class professors, you know, tell me about a time when that changed somebody's life when that actually was lived out in a certain way um that has impact that had impact on somebody's life that took them from where they were to where they wanted to go so that that whole like we're great everything's great come to our school because it's great there's no human struggle there's no conflict there's no vulnerability in that Nothing that normal people can relate to. And the message can easily fall flat because you haven't teed up any contrast to the message of we're great. Um, There's a really great example of all of this. um, A good example of great uh, video from Western Sydney University. I love this ad. It's a video. It's about a minute long. I'll link to it in the show notes or description or whatever. Uh, but if it's about this guy, Deng, I think his name, I think he pronounced his name, Deng, I could be wrong. Uh, when D E N G, when he was six years old, he was taken from his mother, forced to march 33 days to Ethiopia and be a child soldier for the rebel army. If you know anything about child soldiers, it's awful. It's they're forced to kill like random people. Uh, you know, just kids are just giving guns and just basically forced to just kill people, even their own family. Um, so he's caught up in that. He gets rescued by the U- the United Nations, ends up coming to Australia, and Western Sydney University takes him in, kind of helped him helped him educate himself while he lived in his car. Uh, eventually, he gets a law degree, turns around, and uses that law degree to fight injustice like he experienced in his home country. Great story. Super well done. It's like a minute long, a minute and a half long video. I wish my company had produced it, but the the vulnerability there is what melts your heart. A six-year-old taken from his mother, forced into slavery, basically was rescued, still had to fight to get an education, teaches himself to read, all that. All, all that stuff, all that stuff is the stuff of stories. And, and that's the stuff that makes you go, ugh, it's... It's a punch in the gut. It makes Western Sydney shine so much brighter because they were a part of this transformation from child soldier to world-changing lawyer. And that's that's stuff that humans can connect to. We need more of that in higher ed. Now, most of our stories within our midst are not going to be rescuing someone from a life of slavery. Um, you know, they, they're, they're going to be a lot less probably dramatic than that. But that's that that's an extreme example of that sort of positive transformation, uh, that stories offer. Um, and, and, and that that, that get you to a place of show versus tell, um, not just saying we're great. Here's all the reasons why we're great, but, but saying, here's what happened and letting the viewer, letting the listener or the viewer go, wow, they're great. Um, so, you know, we, we need more of, I once was this, but then this happened and now I'm this. So we need less information, more emotion, less bullet points about all the reasons you're great, more backstories of people who have been through obstacles and rose to the top with the help of your school. So if any of this stuff, and if any of this is stuff you can get on board with, I want to invite you to download a free resource I have 
available called the unignorable college enrollment video. In it, I share with you the very storytelling framework, the very storytelling framework that my company uses to create compelling uh, videos in my case, but you can use this in any sort of marketing content, blogs, news articles, videos, email blasts, wherever you want to tell a student or alumni story in a compelling way. Uh, go to unveiled.tv, that's U-N-V-E-I-L-D.tv slash unignorable college video. Um, I hope you check it out. My name is John Azoni. I'm a video producer working specifically with college and university marketing teams across the country on telling compelling student testimonials. So if you want to hear more about some of the unique things that we have to offer schools, um, we have a unique approach to uh, video content uh, that makes life easier for marketing teams like yours uh, and puts your content on autopilot. Reach out to me at john at unveiled.tv, J-O-H-N. Thanks. Thanks.